0: Welcome to She Inspired, the podcast about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. I'm your host, Lorna Morin, and I was inspired to start this podcast based on my own experience over the last almost two years, dismantling the life I spent 20 years creating and rebuilding one which is aligned with who I am and what I want. For me, This has meant leaving a 15-year career in government to launch an online business and leaving an 18-year relationship to live as a single woman and co-parent to our three lovely kids my journey has taught me the power of sharing our stories to serve others and ourselves every time i have the chance to listen to or be in conversation with another woman who is following her inspiration really tuning in to that inner guidance i believe each of us has which is all knowing i know i benefit hearing their experiences helps illuminate my path forward and i've also discovered the power of our stories to lead more fulfilled and abundant lives by clarifying for ourselves our unique identities and the value we have to offer the world through our businesses and our lives in a way that only we can do it. The confidence, abundance, and joy which comes with this clarity is something I believe all women deserve and is the driving force behind the creation of She Inspired. At 21, Kristen Davey got an offer most recent grads would die for to buy a company in the field of forensic science, the field from which she had just graduated and believed would be her life's work. Except something didn't feel right. Why, she asked herself, am I not jumping on this opportunity? This was one of the first times Christian remembers tuning in and listening to her gut to find the answers. What a gift to have that level of clarity at the age of 21. You know, Napoleon Hill has a quote from his book, Think and Grow Rich that says the world has a habit of making way for the man or woman whose actions show that she knows where she's going. To me, this epitomizes Kristen Davy. She is a woman who knows where she's going and won't let anything stop her from getting there. So what if she picked an industry dominated by 60-year-old white men? She's discovered her difference is her superpower, not her weakness, and she's leveraging it to build a thriving financial coaching business and follow her calling to educate business owners on how to create financial freedom in their own lives. To learn more about Kristen, follow her on Instagram at Financial Fortune Teller and visit her website, financialfortuneteller.net. I reached Kristen at her home outside Toronto. Kristen Davey, welcome to She Inspired. It's a real pleasure to be here with Thanks. you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you too, Lorna. Uh, I'm glad we were able to make this happen because our schedules were were really causing us problems for a while, weren't they?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I thought that this time might be a little slower with everything going on, but it has been the complete opposite.
0: So you're totally oh right. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, but I loved. We were both like, you know, it's all good. Like when we have lined up with this coming together, the universe will let us know, and and she did, and here we are today. So. <laughs> it's all good. Exactly. (laughs) Well, first off, I want to say to you, like, I love what you do. I, I believe financial education and coaching for women, it is like so important. It's so needed. Um, particularly now, you know, with all the big changes we're seeing in our economy, uh, I know I need it. (laughs) And, uh, we're going to talk in more detail about, you know, who you work with and what you do. But first, I'd love to share with our listeners a bit about you, um, who you are, and like what the journey to here has looked like for you, because the work you're doing now in financial education, it hasn't always been your work, has it? And, and in fact, you, you do, it's not the only thing you do, you have other stuff on the go too. So could we go back a little bit and maybe you could tell us um you know, what do you believe led you to here in this moment to be doing this work around financial education and coaching?
1: Honestly, that's such a good question. I have had a similar to probably most entrepreneurs, like a roller coaster journey to get to where I am Mm. and to be like in a very happy, um, excited spot to be. Um, And it all sort of started, if we go way back, like, let's go right back to when I went to university, I actually by trade, I'm a forensic scientist. So Mm. A completely different um, industry altogether. I specialized in handwriting analysis. So I used to work for the government um, looking at forged tax returns and forged documents, that sort of thing. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was a really, it was really great. But when you think, you know, I took a step back and kind of looked at my career, and I did like what I did. uh, Don't get me wrong. But there was a part of me that said, you know, our industry is changing our society to no longer really sign things. So Mm. I might be extinct in this career quite
0: quickly. Interesting that you had that observation. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And there was still a part of me that felt like I was missing something like I had worked um, at the airport as a customs officer doing, you know, documents there with passports, I had done a little bit of everything. And I actually had an opportunity to buy um, a company that that specialized in handwriting analysis that worked as a contractor for the government. And that's sort of when I took a step back and said, is this really what I love? Like, can I really see myself doing this forever? Um, And so my own passion coupled with where I saw the world going, I kind of thought, you know what, this probably isn't for me. And there was, I always felt like something was missing. Like, I always felt like there was a bit of me that was still asleep, that wasn't really enjoying what I did. Uh, And when I kind of took a step back and looked deeper into that, I realized pretty quickly that I... I love to talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you look at every single, probably every single report card that I've ever had as a child was that Kristen talked too much. (laughs) And it was always sort of like shut down and said, you know, it's a negative thing. And my mom always said to me, Kristen, you could, you ask so many great questions and you are so, you know, interested in listening to people and communicating with people that it really is your calling. And she said, you know, we'll find at some point for you when you're older, a job where you talk. Mm -hmm. And as silly as that might sound to like, you know, a 10 year old that, you know, my job was going to be talking. It totally came to fruition because I realized that I am an educator. Like my first and foremost, I love to help people. And no matter what that is, I found it to be about finance because, um, Like you kind of said, I have two stems of what I do, but my dad was involved in the insurance industry. um, And so I grew up listening to him talk about how he helped clients and helped them through really tough situations personally when it comes to being disabled or people passing away and having the right plans in place and educating them and helping them prepare for that. So that kind of was always in my back pocket of, you know, that sounds pretty interesting because you're helping people on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. So I transitioned into working specifically for an insurance company and teaching um, brokers, so people who would sell insurance, the value of it and why they should be doing it. And I was very, very successful. I was able to turn so many people around into why they should be selling insurance. Ah, Can I so, interject here yeah. for a quick second, Kristen? This is so
0: interesting yeah. to me. So if I hear you correctly, <laughs> this first kind of realization that you are an educator, that showed up in you um, evolving into a role where you're like teaching within the context of your of your job at the insurance company. Is that right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was a wholesaler. And so what my job was, was to literally go out to people and teach them why they should sell specific products, like Mm. how it would benefit their clients. And Mm. so I built, you know, platform after platform on these amazing, you know, educational seminars where I taught people not only is it beneficial to you as you know, for your job, but you're protecting your clients. And this is how and this is what you know, what would happen if your client ever got disabled, like, what would you do? And so just kind of motivating and empowering them to see the value that it adds to their business, but also the value that it adds to their Mm -hmm. clients. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, it sort of stemmed into, you know, I was helping all of these people be really build up um, their client base. And a lot of them would just actually send me to their clients and say, can you go represent me and go talk to this person for me and, you know, talk to this, CEO of this company and explain to them why they need this. And it got to a point where most of their clients thought I was their contact. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to realize that this is something that I could do on my own. And I didn't actually need to teach other people to do it. I could go, you know, direct to clients and say that based on my passion and, and you can tell what I love to do. And I really, really, am, you know, a believer in all of this type of stuff that it is important that you have it. Um, so I went right to the source. And then that's when I decided I was going to jump ship and I became self-employed and I ran with it my own way. And I have been ever so happy since then. Okay. Okay. Oh, I love this so much. Okay. I want to
0: dig into this a little <laughs> bit because, so I think this is so fascinating. It's when we make these, you know, a lot of it, what we talk about on She Inspired is women who are like tuning in, listening to their inspiration, that inner voice that I believe we all have that is uh, all-knowing and guides us, knows what we want. And, and then taking action, hopefully, in pursuit of that voice, right? And so for you, when you had this realization, you're like, why am I doing this for someone else? I can go out on my own. I'm curious, was it, did your image of yourself have to change? Do, do you recall if you had like what the narrative was that you were telling yourself at that time? Because I could see how, you know, you've spent your career up to that point working for other people. And now you're feeling the pull like, hey, why don't I do this for myself? But do you recall if there was like an evolution happening inside of you to support that decision or what story you were telling yourself at the time?
1: Completely. Like it was definitely not an overnight easy decision to make. And it took a lot of, like you say, evolving myself to see myself myself as being able to do this on my own, Mm -hmm. because that is a huge jump from being a paid employee to being completely commission-based and completely dependent on yourself. And you doubt yourself. Like you look and say, okay, this is great that I can sell in this situation, but can I do this on my own? Like, is somebody really going to want to work with just me? And it took, it took me that, you know, for a few months when I would go out for another broker, I would Sit there and really evaluate how I was doing this. Like, was I speaking from the heart? Were these people listening to me, or are they listening to me because somebody else sent me? Like, what was the root of where this was coming from? And there was actually a very specific moment where I can remember it perfectly. I was asked to do, on behalf of another broker, a presentation to a group of dental students. And so I got up in front of a room, in front of 80 students in a class, and I talked to them about this. And they I would say of the 80 probably 60 of them came up to me after and said i've never understood this so well Mm -hmm. and i want to sit down with you and talk to you one-on-one on on how i protect my future and that was the moment that i realized that there is nothing except for myself that will hold me back from getting what i want done and that there are people out there who i can truly benefit and that there are a clientele that will connect with me and trust Mm me um, to help guide them for the rest of their career because when you think about it like that's a huge commitment to think You know, I'm a 26-year-old medical professional and I want to pick this person to work with me and my finances for the rest of my my career. So it is, for me, it was daunting to think, will people pick me? And then you have that moment where you you completely realize that yes, yes, they will. (laughs) If you're passionate about what you do and you love what you do you know, I was on the right step. It would be difficult road. I knew, but I, I knew that it was the right decision for me. Thank you so
0: much for describing that moment. It was like, I got, I got goosebumps when I was listening to you and I just, (laughs) I love those moments, right? I think like that is the stuff that life is made of. And it's such a gift to be able to experience that. I would call it like validation when what you kind of know or believe within you actually, like you get that signal from the outside world. It's like, yes you are on the right track. And, and I'm curious, Kristen, like, so the shift you made from like a, I just to kind of do a bit of a catchphrase, like a, like an employee to a CEO mindset, right. That Mm -hmm. enabled you to make this leap. Like it takes a strong belief in self. And I'm curious, have you, would you describe yourself as someone who's always had
1: a strong self image, a strong belief in yourself and your capability, or how, how did you get there? Oh my gosh, that is a great question. I would say I probably had one of the worst self image sort of belief in myself growing up. Um, and I would hope that everybody has the same opportunity, but I had a very, very, very strong, driven mom. And she truthfully is the reason why I can say I am where I am, mm-hmm. because every time that some sort of hurdle would hit me or somebody would try and knock me down, she'd be right there to pick me up and put me on her back and say, Nope, you got this. We're doing this. Mm. And it, made all of these decisions a lot easier at the beginning because i wasn't alone and i had the opportunity to turn to someone who truly believed in me like i don't know what she saw or how she saw it so early but she knew she said you know there's no way that you aren't going to do great things and i will be damned if you don't and i will help you get there and you know she always had a catchphrase that would say you know kristen this is just a blip like this is just a small little bump in the road of life we're going to get through this and so it kind of built me to believe that I could truly do anything and it made me, you know, in this type of role that I'm at now, rejection is huge and if you're not good with rejection, you're going to fail quite quickly because there are people who aren't going to like Mm -hmm. you and there are people who are going to want a different approach to what you do and that is totally fine because at the same breath, there are certain clients that I don't want to work with either because that's just not my clientele Mm -hmm. and so her building me up and always reminding me that, you know, just take a step over that bump and you are going to keep going has put me in a position where I truly maybe to my own deficit, believe that I can do anything. And as a woman now, you know, like I'm I'm thirty-one and I'm so confident in what I do and how I do it, but I would say it was definitely for sure not always there. It took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It really took building and it took a village. Like it took people to really help me see my value um, and not discredit myself to get to where I am.
0: Yeah. Oh gotta love moms, eh? Thank God for moms. I know. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thank Thanks, <laughs> So beautiful. So beautiful. Um, well, so that leaves me, I have two questions now, because I'm thinking about, first, I'll go back to something you said earlier that triggered me that I wanted to ask you more about. You talked about um, kind of that moment, I guess, when you were still doing like handwriting analysis and you were realizing like, hmm, this may not be, this may not be a viable direction to move. And also this might not be like, this isn't what really lights me up, right? I think you described it as looking deeper and I'm curious, like, Mm -hmm. do you recall what was the trigger there? Like what was the catalyst to actually even ask yourself that question?
1: I think, you know, I am a very fiery person. Like I've got a very, I'm a very emotional person. I'm a very dedicated competitive, like I'm all in or not. And that's sort of just my personality in general. Um, And I've always been, I think, You know, deep down, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit because I question everything. And that's honestly, truthfully, part of the reason why I went into forensics in the first place is because I love problem solving. I love picking at things and I will continually ask questions until I get the answers that make sense to me. And so I've always sort of been a reflective person in that, you know, I question myself is this truly what I love? Is this truly what I want to be doing? And that was a common thing in my head and a common, you know, dialogue that I went through because during that time, it was a pretty big commitment. Like, am I going to buy out this company Mm -hmm. as a 21 year old new graduate with this? Like, that's a huge, that's an amazing opportunity. And a lot of my classmates didn't get it, Mm -hmm. but I really sat back and I am the kind of person who would, you know, write a pros and cons list and, and write out goals of where I want to be in five to 10 years. And the more I looked at it, I realized that that wasn't going to fulfill it for me. And I think that You know, any young woman who is getting into either trying to, you know, find their dream job or become self-employed, you have to take that time and you have to sit back and say to yourself, you know, am I just doing this because it's a job that I'm being offered or is this truly feeding every aspect of what I want? You know, is it feeding my ability? Like for me, I'm a super creative person and. I'm a problem solver and I love people. Is that all going to be satisfied by this one job? Mm -hmm. And the more I looked at it, I said, no, it's not. It's, it's spilling an aspect for sure. It is part of my passion, but it's not all of it. And if I, you know, at the age of 21, if I thought, okay, can I do this the rest of my life or should I look, could I, should I keep looking and know that worst case, if I can't find something better, I will pursue this and I will come back to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought, let's, let's keep searching. Let's keep seeing what lights that fire a bit more and yeah. So I don't know if it was specifically one moment, but it was just a continual internal dialogue that I still to this day have with myself. Yeah. Like, is this fulfilling yeah. what I want to do?
0: Yeah. I love that like awareness of yourself that you, you, you in my view, have a strong awareness of yourself and, and to have that awareness at 21. Cause I think I, I know certainly my own experience and, you know, I've been, I've interviewed many women on this podcast and, uh, often we kind of fall into things, right. Career-wise mm-hmm. also relationship-wise it can happen too, but more often in career, like, you know, the, the, the kind of, I don't want to say the first thing, but you know, something comes up after, after school, uh, you know, after post-secondary and then you're like, okay, well, yeah. Like, why don't I, why don't I pursue this? And then you kind of get, exactly. you get down the road and you're like, Hmm. Uh, like I know for me, it was like, I, I ended up in, uh, in in a career in government. And after 15 years, I ended up leaving because I realized I was finally ready to acknowledge like I was deeply unhappy and this work was unaligned with who I am and what I want. But I remember those moments along the way being like, well, you know, it's been two years, like I'm too far down the road to turn around now. And then like, it just, it builds up. And I think it's really um, notable that at such a young age, you had that awareness to be like, hold on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is, you know, where if this is going to satisfy me in the long run I think that's really terrific um and I'm I'm curious it sounds to me based on you describing your experience that this kind of journey you've been on internally to discover yourself and your passions and what lights you up it's been largely kind of self-guided like have you worked with coaches or any other like professionals to kind of guide you on this journey or what's your
1: approach been No, it has been 100% me. So Mm -hmm. I've seeked advice, like I said, from my mom has always been an amazing supporter of me. Um, But I do, again, I think it's just my, my nature, I do a lot of research, and I don't make decisions lightly. And as much as I haven't used a coach, I've definitely used resources. Like when I made the decision to jump to being completely self employed. It wasn't like I made a jump overnight. And I was like, well, here I am, like, I'm self employed. Now what, Mm -hmm. I already had, you know, a detailed business plan, I had figured out who my target audience was, I had narrowed down my ideal client, I had figured out how I was going to call them how I was going to get in touch with them. I had all of that on day one of making that jump. Mm. Not to say it all came to fruition exactly as i had hoped. But I had already researched the heck out of what was going to make me successful. So when I was doing all of this, to be completely honest, like, Instagram wasn't a thing. And Facebook was barely popular. And you know, you think, coaching for me what i see a lot of it is coming through these digital channels and i didn't even know that they existed mm-hmm. <laughs> when i mm-hmm. ser- first went on this journey so i kind of became my own coach and you know i reached out to other people in industries like i talked to people who had been doing what i wanted to do for years and i asked them like you know what's the worst thing that could happen like talk me through how badly i could fail and i had a bit of a a step up in that i worked with people that I was going to become right. Mm. So I was able to say, you know, these six advisors, these, these people, I really, you know, I really like this about, you know, advisor a, and I really like the way advisor B has done this with their business, but I also saw the failures. I also saw how difficult it is for people to be independently self-employed and how hard it is to stay accountable and to stay, you know, on top of it when you could easily have every day of the week off if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, And so I had kind of gathered so much research and, you know, analyzed it all to come up with what would be the perfect plan for me? And it was extremely successful. Like Mm -hmm. I really started off running and I was probably one of the top young advisors in Ontario within my first year because I had a plan and I came together with, you know, the right intentions of, you know, my motto is always, you will be as successful as how hard you work. Mm. If you decide that you want to take off every Monday and Friday, then that's the kind of career you're going to have, but you're not going to be as successful as someone who is working Monday to Friday, nine to five, as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. So my theory is, is taking advantage of being self-employed in the positive way of dictating how much, you know, income I can make and how many people I can help versus being an employee where you're sort of just told what you make and what you do.
0: Yeah. Where it's dictated to you. Well, and I love yeah. how, as you were describing the research you did in advance of setting up your business, I could totally see how that would help with your self image work too. Right. Cause it's like, as you're, gathering this data and creating this plan it's like you could more and more see yourself as like yes like I, this is how i'm going to live like this is how this is i'm going to execute on this this is me now did you feel that exactly. when you were doing it
1: yeah yeah and i'm a very realistic person like i um yes i'm a dreamer for you know certain areas of my life but that's sort of i think why i'm also really good in the finance industry is because i will tell you how it is you know if you have very unrealistic financial goals that's not going to build your self-image, right? That's just going to tear you down because you're not going to be able to attain it. So everything that I did in building out this business plan was able to, yes, build me up, but realistically, like I wasn't shooting for, I'm going to be a millionaire in my first year of practice. Well, no, like that's not realistic. If I could talk to 20 new clients, I will be the happiest woman alive. And so I set very realistic attainable goals and that's only going to make you more and more you know, self-aware and self um, appreciative of what you're doing because it's stuff that you know that is attainable. Yeah. What's been the biggest
0: challenge for you? You were talking about failure, quote unquote. I Mm. I use quotes because I'm, I tend to think like, I don't really believe that we ever fail. I just believe like, I I always believe it's lessons, right? It's feedback, it's information, but Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. And uh, I'm just thinking about that in the context of challenges, making the leap yeah, into self employment. What would you say has been the toughest thing or the biggest challenge?
1: So, I would say for me, the biggest challenge has been um, the industry that I entered. So, I picked an industry where the average age is a 60 year old white male. And so, right off the bat, when you think of finance, you think of this, you know, really put together man in a suit who's going to help you, you know, totally just, you know, what funds to invest in right off the bat. And it's going to make you a ton of money. And that's the complete opposite of who i am right i am solely an educator i am a young female um i am one of the only few females that are in this industry and the market that i chose was um so i work 90 percent of my clients are doctors and i usually attract them through um, their schooling so i talk to them while they're medical students and i educate them on the importance of financial planning and protecting your future and in that market there are you know four other advisors who've been doing this for 30 years So I am this young buck who looks nothing like anybody else who has zero legs to stand on to say why I know more than they do. Mm -hmm. And that was a challenge. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what I thought might have been a challenge because of, you know, being young and being different was actually a benefit when I look back on it, because, you know, these young students had somebody that they could, uh, you know, relate to more Mm -hmm. and that they weren't being lectured to because this industry is known to lecture. It's known to just be like, well, I've been doing this for 30 years. So do what I say and don't ask questions. Where my theory is I will never sell you a single thing. I will talk to you and I will teach you why you need it. And you will come to me and say, Kristen, I really, really think that I'd like your help with buying life insurance because I am worried that my family would be in a pickle without me. That's Mm -hmm. the point where we get, and that's how I approach all of my clients. And so the feedback that I got right off the bat, even in my first year, was that I was somewhat of a breath of fresh air, that I had a different approach. I was personable and I was easy to work with. And so at first, again, I thought it was going to be my biggest challenge, but I addressed it. Like I sat down and said, okay, why am I different? Like what will make people want to work with me? How am I going to overcome people thinking that I'm not, you know, uh, experienced enough? Well, I used to my advantage that I have worked and helped thousands more people than these brokers have because of my previous role. And yes, they weren't exactly my clients, but it was experience like nobody else will have. And so I just made sure again, that I set myself up properly for success, that I knew what these negatives were going to come and what they were going to say from day one of, Oh, don't listen to her because, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I had my rebuttals and I had my, you know, sort of pitches as you'd call them ready to talk to anybody who wanted to try and and tell me I wasn't as good as they thought I would be. So yeah. Yeah. Now I'm in there like a dirty sock. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: can totally see that. And, um, you know, it's, it's often the way it is, isn't it? The thing we think puts us at a disadvantage is our, like, superpower. Like, it's our unique yes. differentiator. And it's the way, if we can embrace it, and I think this is where, like, the self-image and belief in self really comes into it. It's like, we have to be able to see it from that perspective in order to be able to use it as a source of empowerment versus a source of disadvantage. Because it ultimately doesn't matter. It's like, however we see it is what it is. Um, so I think that's really cool that you were able to like recognize that and then leverage it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk more about your business. You are, you're a certified financial advisor. You work with, who do you work with? Do you work with people? It sounds like you look, work mainly with people in the medical profession, but um, can you tell us a little bit more about, your, kind of about yeah. your clients?
1: So I, I work when I first started off and I still do heavily, heavily focus in the medical field. And the reason why that is, is because, they are a group of individuals who will never be employees, really. And so they have a unique need to build their own style of group benefits and their own protection plan uh, around their life and their careers. And so I've always sort of geared towards working with them also because I have a bit of a medical background myself from forensics. So, you know, part of that programming is all of your anatomy and understanding the body. And you have a bit of, um, A connection there that you can talk on a a different level with those clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, As of this year, so I think it was January or February, I launched an online Instagram account that is a bit of a separate entity into itself, um, where I focus on helping females with their finances. And the reason why I did that was because what I found from doing my medical presentations were all of these young women. And it's so interesting, because at one point, you know, 80% of graduating classes were male. In the medical field, and now it's almost 80% female. Like it's Mm. been a huge switch. And a lot of them came to me, and the reason why they loved working with me because I was able to sort of bring things down to a layman's term that they actually knew what they were buying. And my belief is, you know, as a young professional, they need to know what they're getting. They don't need to know every single nitty gritty, you know, piece of it because that's what I'm for, Mm -hmm. but they need to be confident in what they're buying. And so from that, I sort of realized that I think there's a huge lack in our industry of you know, attainable, easily accessed information for females. And so I thought, you know what? I was part of a networking group. They all loved what I sort of did and they thought there was a need for it. So like, let's launch this Instagram account and just sort of make it, to be completely honest, more of a passion project and more of a way to give back to society that I can work with females and I will do one-on-one coaching with them for a year to help them build up their knowledge understand where they are, set attainable financial goals and help them get there through budgeting, through recommendations on how to invest and all of that sort of fun and finance stuff and make it mm-hmm. something that they can look forward to. Because what I find when I get contacted through Instagram is that people are uncomfortable and they feel very, very nervous to talk to someone. And they've tried to go into a bank and they just get you know thrown products at them and they don't really know what it means. And it's just not a comfortable situation. And so mm-hmm. my whole goal has been yes, I'm definitely heavily seated in that medical market and I will continue to do that because I love what I do, but I also want to give back and sort of make finances attainable at an easy price at, you know, with an easy conversation with somebody that you trust for those who kind of want to get into it, but don't really know how to, and kind of just stems from that.
0: Nice. I love that. And how do you work with, how do you work with, um, With these women and and with your clients, is it like is it one on one? Is it through group? Like how how are you structured?
1: It's definitely one on one. And the reason why I say that is because I thought about doing kind of like a group thing, um, because I think there's value in learning from each other, you know, about what's going on, but it is Mm -hmm. a very personable situation. And a lot of people are embarrassed. Like if people have debt, they don't really want to talk about it. And you know, if people have Right. Or people are really, really doing well, and they don't know their, their question for me is, you know, where do I put all my money? So it's can be a very, very personable conversation. And it helps me because it's very difficult to tailor my recommendations to a group because everybody's different. And so Mm -hmm. I think that there's so much value. When I do my one on ones, like I said, it's about a year and we meet every quarter to go over sort of where they're at but at the very beginning it's very heavy in getting to know each other me learning about you and your and your real goals of like where you want to be with your finances not like i hope to buy six cottages in the next year it's like you know i want to retire at 65 with a decent income and i want to help my kids get through school like those are really great goals and i can help advise them on where their budgets at right now how we can sort of amend it to get them into the a better spending habit, and then where to put that money to grow it in order to, you know, support these goals. And so it's been, it's been so, so fun because I meet so many great women and it's so amazing after even one month to see them, you know, emailing me being like, oh my gosh, Kristen, I'm so excited. I understand my budget. We did this. I saved this much extra this month and this is where I'm putting it. And I always tell people like, I'm like a resource book. Like anytime they have questions or concerns, I'm always there to help just guide them and make sure that they're understanding what they're doing and empowering them really at the end of the day.
0: I love that. I just love the energy. It's like the, your desire to serve comes through so clearly in the way that you talk about your work, as well as your passion for it. So I just really, I admire that. And uh, want to acknowledge <laughs> that. That's amazing. that's amazing. Thank you. Um, well, and so, I believe there are going to be women listening to this who are going to feel called to reach out to you, to connect with you and learn more about you and explore working with you. So what's the best way for people to find you?
1: Honestly, best is probably through Instagram or my website. So it's On Instagram, I'm the financial fortune teller, not actually a fortune teller, which I think is hilarious. Somebody asked me once if I was a legitimate fortune teller and I said, no, no, it's just a play on words. Um, So send me a message, uh, email me, my email is also in my Instagram um, profile and honestly, just treat me like your best friend that you're going for coffee with. Like that is my only advice. This is a fun, fun topic and it's only going to make you feel more confident and, you know, put you your best foot forward financially that don't be afraid. Don't be nervous. Just reach out, ask me any questions that you have, and we will go from there.
0: You, you are a breath of fresh air indeed <laughs> to have an emphasis uh, of fun on finances is like your unique differentiator. It's so <laughs> true. <and> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing. We'll also have a link to your Instagram account um, and your website uh, through, uh, she inspired so people can find you that way too. Awesome. Kristen, thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate you, uh, just sharing so generously of your experience and, uh, your goals and, um, you know, the nitty gritty of your, of your self image and of your business, just the whole enchilada. I really appreciate it. It was great.
1: And thank you so much for having me, Lorna. This is just so such an awesome platform, to connect women, and I think that there's so much value in hearing other women's stories because there's somebody out there that you know any of these episodes that you've put together will spark something in them to really you know push them in that direction that they might need, and this might be their support group, this might be like their "Go Mom Go" chant, and I I love yeah. it, and I I truly love following and listening along, and I can't wait to see who you interview next.
0: Ah, <laughs> thank you. That is absolutely the goal to do exactly what you've described with this platform. So, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure you heard the clarity and conviction with which Kristen Davy speaks. I mean, uh, I really admire it, particularly at such a young age. And uh, this girl is going places. Look out for her. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, stay tuned because I'll be back shortly with a new episode of She Inspired.